0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L E G I O N P O D C A S T. I am Murray, and I am most definitely an agent of BUM. This week, I am being unapologetically Murray, because it is the end of July. Like, we're... You're good at that. Yeah. uh We're, like, halfway through summer. Yeah. We're halfway through summer. I mean... For those of you where summer is a thing, for those of us where life is now one long, endless summer. We're not really That's
1: halfway through the year, that's
0: halfway but through the year. That's halfway through summer. And I've not done any, like, I haven't been in the hammock. I haven't, like, cleaned up the garden. I haven't lounged around like a big bum. I've been, I don't know what I've been doing, but. The summer is half gone and I have not done any lounging. So this week, oh. that is all I'm doing. I'm gonna get out in the hammock. I'm gonna read some books. I'm gonna I've watched lots of TV, but I can do that anytime. I'm just gonna enjoy the beautiful weather. Cue the thunderstorms and snowstorms about to descend on Waterloo, I'm sure. But
1: you know, if the snowstorms so, yeah. start descending now, that's really <laughs> got to play way too much into the stereotype. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Well, you should mention if that happens because, you know, you're giving way too much fodder.
0: <laughs> totally. 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 But uh, they're an unforecasted. So forecasted, forecast. They're an unforecast. I don't think forecasted is a word, is it? I
1: don't, I don't know. I kind of want
0: to say that. Forecasted? I don't know, I feel it's one of those words that gets under, like verse. When people say blank verse blank, I just want to throw them out the window. They mean verses, <laughs> right? Like it's verses. Doc's verse brainiac is like poem or a song or something. Like Anyway, sorry. Off on a little grammar tangent, unless unless I mean, I'm not up on the dictionary updates. Maybe the dictionary has updated verses into verse and verse is now acceptable. And I mean, language is constantly changing anyway. So the hell do I know? Verses maybe totally acceptable. It just bugs me. <laughs> uh, well, I, I typed
1: in v s and dictionary and it comes up verses. yeah, That's what comes up
0: yes. Yeah, I don't think anyone says that anymore.
1: Oh, uh, well, it, no, it's an abbreviation. I'm seeing it as an abbreviation of verse. Uh, uh, oh, it says verse. To, it was in there. So maybe.
0: I know. Well, they they mean verses, but they're saying it as verse, verse. which. Well, yeah, maybe this week I'll download the TikTok and I'll make a TikTok channel and just do a TikTok rant. There you go. Be prepared, internets. Uh oh. You have been warned. <laughs> I do it on Twitter, but apparently that's not even a thing anymore.
1: No, there's no Twitter. Even though it still says that on my app.
0: Oh. And when wait. I go,
1: when I go into Twitter, it still says, uh, you know, something about writing a tweet. So yeah, yeah, I go in there. It says, you know, the press, you you can type what you want to say, right? And then it says you press a button, press the button that says tweet so i don't get it i
0: i I don't even know what to think it's either the most brilliant move ever and 10 years from now we'll be going wow that was visionary or it's just the dumbest dumbest move ever i i have no thoughts (laughs) <laughs> except that wow 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 so what are we right now if we're not writing tweets we're writing but, but it says tweets I it says know. i'm writing a tweet i don't think they thought this through yet no. or maybe they did who knows i don't know
1: i don't know anyway. we'll see i
0: mean ev- i mean evidence to the the history suggests possibly not but we'll see <laughs> Alrighty. Well, on that note, we'll dive into Rebels 19, which is part two of Brainiac vs. Brainiac versus Brainiac. The Sons of Brainiac, part two. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, Brainiac the original. The OG on the cover. Yes. His little glowing... Head dots and his eye looking all mechanical and computery. It's a pretty very good, creepy. yeah, very creepy, pretty good creepy cover. And look at that, he gets a little logo. Brainiac gets a little, yeah, a pretty cool logo. If he were to ever get his own book, this is the logo I would want. All righty. Alrighty, alrighty. Here we go. We open up at Legion Headquarters, which is now stationed on New Ran, newly constructed on planet Ran. Look at that. They're not even calling it New Ran anymore. It's now just Ran, as if the original Ran never existed. It's always We're just been tending. It's always been here. It's always been here. That's right. Home to the largest justice for profit corporation operation. Sorry, in the galaxy. Well, they're probably a little bit of both. Yeah, And inside their headquarters, Captain Comet is uh, asking, uh, what's his name? Amon Hawk. Amon Hawk, yeah, the coon. He's asking him what he's watching because he's, you know, lounging in front of the vid screen there. And Amon Hawk says, this one's called Bloodbath Babes Part 6. And Adam is like, whoa, wait a minute. This is coon porn? Shouldn't there be some, you know, sex? <laughs> and Amon just rolls his eyes, and he's like, oh, humans.
1: Yeah, because it's just two cud women basically cutting each other apart. Like, yeah, literally, one yeah, yeah. of their hands coming off. It's like, okay, people yeah, are weird.
0: Whatever, whatever works for you, baby.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess it makes mm-hmm.
0: sense. Totally. And Adam blows on his hot drink there and says any word from our fearless leader? Not since I turned off news. Node made me sick watching docs get a hero's welcome on Kalu. The last thing I'd call that green grok sucker is fearless. And Captain Adam says, I beg to differ. Captain Adam? Captain Comet? I've been calling him Captain Adam. Oh my gosh.
1: No, you only call him Captain Adam once.
0: Well, when I was saying Adam, I meant A-D-A-M. Not Captain Atom, as in up in the 1960s Charlton hero, but either way, he's not Captain Atom, he's Captain Comet, whose name happens to be Adam. And we have an Adam, we've got two Adams in the book, yeah. How has that never come up? Because they always just call him Comet, I know, but come on, (laughs) Adam Strange, Adam Blake. I mean, we need Captain. we need Captain
1: Adam to join too, just to make it confusing. Totally, just Adam, yes. <laughs> oh, where,
0: where was the editor? We needed. Yeah, that's what we needed. Anyway, Captain Comet <laughs> disagrees. He says, "Don't get me wrong. I can't stand him either." But Vril Dox, face down, star without batting an eye. He may be a manipulative bastard without a shred of common decency, but Dox doesn't run. From anything. Page turn, we see Docs running away. Yes. <laughs> from his father. His buff computer father. And I, you know, I, I mentioned it last time. It's still so weird seeing him like this muscle-bound
1: hulk yeah, he's of a
0: thing. Yeah, he's built. He really is. Like, I'm used to Silver Age Brainiac, who is skinny little green dude in a pink jumpsuit and or... this guy looks like
1: you know schwarzenegger like i know schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: totally totally totally
1: not even 2009 or... Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah. yeah this is like terminator terminator yeah schwarzenegger exactly exactly totally anyway brainiac 2 is running away from brainiac the original they are both super intelligent Although Brainiac is a 12th level and Brainiac 2, Vril is just a 10th level. Bomber. Bomber, bomber, bomber. Written by Tony Bedard, illustrated by Claude saint oban and Scott Hanna on inks. Tanya and Richard Horry on colorists. I think this might be their first issue, maybe? Or have I not been paying sure. attention to the colorists? Hmm... The names sound new to me. Uh, Travis Lanham is letterer, and we've got Sean Ryan and Brian Cunningham as editors. Kalman Andersofsky is on covers. So while Docs is running, he gets halted by a group of Kaluan officers, and they tell him, you do not want to go further in this direction. The surface is under heavy attack. Your best bet is to come with us down to sub-level one. And Doc's kind of pushes past them and says, well, my father is back in that direction. And he's broken free of his thought cell. I'm going to take my chances upstairs. And at that point, Brainiac comes through, grabs a couple of the officers by the head, gives them a squish. And uh, that's going to be it for them. There's lots of shouting and screaming off panel as Vril makes his getaway. And I think it's safe to say we've seen the last of those officers. Uh, yeah i would agree oh and the
1: horries were all, did the colors up on last issue too
0: okay maybe they started with the uh brainiac. yeah i don't
1: see them on 17 i have a chance to go further back but they yeah. were on 18 so
0: there we go there we go so up on the surface we've got brainiac 3 zipping around in his little uh spaceship and kalu looks like it is definitely under fire And Brainiac 3 is uh, speaking to the ruling council of Kalu. And he says, I am still awaiting your official surrender. And the ruling council tells him, you're going to wait for the rest of your very short life. Our entire suborbital defense wing is converging on your position as we speak. And we see all sorts of these little space rockets come zooming towards Liro. And they say, I am telling you because there's not a thing you or your weapon can do about it. And Lyra's weapon is of course Pulsar Stargrave, the big giant sunshine ball of energy. (laughs) Patterned after Solaris, uh Superman villain. Superman? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mm. Yeah, mostly. I mean, I only now I might be missing the times he's appeared, but the only time I remember seeing him is All Star Superman and DC 1 million. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. So that sounds I, great, you know. I kind of want to say superman villain, but I kind of also want to say like all star superman villain, you know. What I mean, yes. like, yeah, totally, yeah, superman villain. Let's go with that. Totally, Blimey. I'm just nitpicking. I know.
0: <laughs> so, Pulsar says the weapon forecasts a different outcome, <laughs> <laughs> and they start shooting at Pulsar Stargrave, who just increases the gravity, and all the rockets go crashing to the ground, and we get a giant full page spread of uh, Pulsar grave kind of glowing and shooting off energy and just destroying everything around it. And Leryl just says, for a super intelligent race, you people are slow on the uptake. And I guess that's the case. Palu, I don't remember them all being super intelligent, but I guess, I guess they're well, like... I mean, I think they're supposed to be more intelligent
1: of... than most other races, just not yeah. as intelligent
0: as the, the Dachshunds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Leroy says Pulsar Star Grave is an artificial intelligence constructed from a neutron star. So, unless you've invented a weapon system that can knock out a sun, I strongly urge you to submit. Give me the access codes to the planetary data core and I will spare your lives. And Docs flies back and says, As usual, Leroy, your timing is impeccable. And Brainiac, the OG Brainiac, sees Lira on the vid screen and says Brainiac 3. My primary mission may have to wait until I delete all my so-called progeny.
1: Now, if the the Koluins want to really defeat this uh, Pulsar Stargrave, they need uh, the Pointer Sisters.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. They can neutron dance all over Pulsar Stargrave. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. So inside the uh, council chambers there, someone's saying, so this is what's come to the ruling council of the smartest species in the galaxy has run out of ideas. That's Doc speaking. And they say, well, what do you propose we do? Conventional forces? Insufficient. Thermonuclear weapons? That might crack the shell of that spiked fireball. Probably 73%. Chance that its mass would destabilize, plunging our world down a black hole. Given a choice between that and surrendering to this child, I'm inclined toward the former. And lero says, If that's what you want, Councilman Zog, I can certainly oblige you, but the other 14 billion Kaluans might just want to live another day. So they go back to the bargaining table. How can he hear us? We never opened a channel to him. Somehow he tapped our comm systems. And Dox just says, Forget that he's listening. Forget his weapon. Focus on his demands. Brainiac 2, are you suggesting we should yield? Probability 56% that Brainiac 2 and Brainiac 3 are colluding. And Brainiac 2, Vril, just kind of pinches the bridge (laughs) of his nose again. (laughs) He
1: gets annoyed like like that.
0: (laughs) Totally. It's his go-to move. Yeah. Lyra wants access to the central data core, which would give him total control of Kalu. The solution is obvious. Destroy the data core. And Lyro gets furious. They wouldn't dare. And the council just says, are you mad? Not only would we lose control, but 3,000 years of archived wisdom would be lost along with it. And then what's to stop him from destroying Kalu out of spite? And Lyra just points to the windows. Take a good look. That isn't a new day dawning out there. That is the end of the world. Your only options right now run from bad to worse. Especially because my father broke free of his thought cell during the initial attack. He's currently loose, not far from here. Probability, 100%. That all four of you have just evacuated your bowels. (laughs) There you go. Lero, or Vril is not above a good poop joke, apparently. Nope. Uh, And they realize, okay, we got no choice here. Data core access, voice print, and they all do, like, their little voice prints, and uh, the Leadership Council authenticates their voices and stuff, and they give the self-destruct command, execute, and they wait. They wait again. They say, What's taking so long? And Rill just kind of covers his head with <laughs> his buff. hand. He's like, What the fuck? <laughs> Is what he's thinking.
1: Like, and, my God, how smart are you people?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the core speaks up for itself and it says, Request denied. And we see Brainiac, the OG, saying, You failed to recall that I designed the data core. Or the fact, or was that fact stricken from the Colorado history curriculum? And uh, one of the counsels says, this is impossible. I personally removed seven different backdoor access programs from the data core operating system. Clearly there was an eighth. And Tox just kind of grabs one of them and whispers, now would be the time to go thermonuclear. <laughs> and Brainiac says, indeed, Brainiac 2 which is why it occurred to me to go thermonuclear first. He's got some thermonuclear warheads like aimed and firing right towards the council there. And, oh, excuse me. While the council is running off, Doc says, Lyril, he's going to come for you next and not even your solar computer will stop him. It's going to take both of us, son. Lyril, do you hear me? Answer me, Brainiac 3. Just as everything blows up as the, as the uh, missiles hit, everything goes up in a big nuclear explosion. And Lyril just says, it's about time he called me by my chosen name. And uh, we see the ruling council is deceased. Lyril, of course, is protected because he's got his force shield all over the place. Central data core in enemy hands, says uh, Pulsar Starcrave. Think of it as Brainiac saving us the trouble of finding him, says Lero. After all, we came here to suck his brain dry. And Brainiac says, activate industrial sectors 3, 5, and 7. I require three devices. Inputting specifications. And at the same time, Dox is just gasping for breath because he has also survived. He's got his own personal force shield and Lero has Surrounded the personal force shield with another force shield, so he's like he's double wrapped there. (laughs) I knew your personal force field could take the blast. Stargrave took the added precaution of shielding you from the radiation. And Docs just says, Why? We came here to download the intelligence of a captive legend. That's all changed now that he's loose. And uh, Stargrave says, None of us is stupid enough to face Brainiac alone. Now, I assume you had a plan in mind when you said it would take us both to stop Brainiac. And Doc says, yes, correct. Much of this will require your Stargrave unit. Go on. <laughs> Brainiac controls the data core. The entire planet is at his command. He will manufacture effective countermeasures if he's not stopped immediately. And Lyra says, where are you going? As Doc's kind of flies off throughout Kalu. Tell Stargrave to destroy the data core. It's about two clicks beneath the surface. I know where it is, says Stargrave. Father, if you're trying to escape. Look, you have your secret weapon, and I have to go get mine. And Stargrave should buy us just enough time. (laughs) So Stargrave does the excavating, sends a big laser blast down to the ground. Dox jumps down in. OG Brainiac says, it's too late, Sons of Brainiac. Countermeasures are online, and there continues to be destruction all over the place while Stargrave makes a little uh, entrance for Dox to get wherever he wants to go. Unfortunately for Stargrave, he's immediately, it's immediately surrounded by some sort of like super-duper super force shield, which traps the uh, creature. Caught in a force field array increasing thermal output to destroy force field projectors. And Brainiac says, that is not merely a force field. It's a quantum capacitor absorbing any output, thermal, electromagnetic, gravimetric, and then using it to strengthen your containment. And Stargrave says, Father, why is this not working? Father, permission to obliterate this hemisphere. And Lero says negative. Stargrave, I don't plan to rule over a cinder, though we may be forced to. If my father doesn't hurry. Father, what are you doing down there? Tell me now. And uh, we see Dox is punching in some coordinates, and then he teleports away. And Lero realizes it and just says, "Damn you, father!" And Liril has escaped, teleported to the Ragashoon. Which is the largest city of Ragashun of Rassishun? Look at that! Ragashun is on Rassishun. It is the pleasure planet of the Vega system. Warning: not family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know.
1: We yeah, find. I mean, you docs, can tell that
0: from that first image you see. Totally, there's like aliens being held up and throwing up over the, the fences and lying around all drunked out. Dox is in the middle of a bar, and he is saying, as you can imagine, this is truly a last resort for me. It can be a tremendous opportunity for you. I don't just mean the reward money, this sort of challenge, a truly worthy foe. It's the sort of thing you dream of. Yeah, 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 quit selling me. I get the picture. As much as I love watching you beg, if I'm going to do this, then time's a wasting. But first, you show these folks you're not too good for their hospitality, and the waitress slams a drink down in front of Doc's, and it's filled with, like, worms and muck and grossness. And Doc's just grabs it and guzzles it down, and his partner, his person he's sitting with.
1: Anyone guessing who this is?
0: (laughs) We'll find out in a page turn. Says, and you better not puke. And we get the page turn and we see Lobo sitting there in all his glory with Lobo ladies cuddling up to him. And Doc says, I do not puke. And Lobo just says, "Ha, ha, ha I guess you don't. So what's the bounty on your egghead dad? More than you can ever spend. And there we go. Cliffhanger, brains versus brawn. Lobo is back on the scene
1: and he you see what is hanging off his ch- uh
0: uh he has around his neck um, oh, he's got two things, so he's got his regular little medallion, but also is that like a red lantern ring a red lantern ring look at that was is that new was he he must have been in the blackest night crossover
1: Probably I don't remember obviously exactly, but I'm assuming like,
0: it's recent yeah he yeah, I mean red lantern for him for sure <laughs> yeah for sure he's certainly not going to get like the blue ring of hope or or oh god no the pink ring of love <laughs> although maybe i mean maybe <laughs> in his mind he did, yeah totally that one. <laughs>
1: but yeah well, there first, we go when he said i have my secret weapon i thought he was gonna i thought he was gonna get tribulus yes i forgot lobo does show back up in this book and i'm like oh He's at a bar talking to somebody like, "Oh, he's not. That's
0: not tribulus." He's, he's not talking, talking to, to tribulus. No, tribulus is not one for. Uh, he's
1: more. His conversation would be more. <laughs>
0: yes. Rawr, 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 indeed. 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 Well, that's cool because yeah, I had totally forgotten that Lobo shows up. So it looks like. Looks like we get a little bit of Lobo in the next couple of issues. Yep. Mm-hmm. And
1: I realized we got distracted in the beginning of the episode. I realized halfway through, forgot to do something. what we forget? And I am Al, and this week I am an agent. Of, <laughs> I am fighting <laughs> the agents, agents of ants. Well, Annoying yeah. numerous tiny stingers. Because oh, we've been no. having quite a bit of re- fire ant infestation in our backyard. <gasps> oh no. Let's keep are... popping up as fast as we can keep pounding them down. In fact, over the weekend to take them, uh, well, taking the dogs out just to, and literally just walking like a step or two out so the dogs can pee and taking them back in, and that's it. My
0: wife got bit three times. Oh, no. That's brutal. They're tiny, right? Like, they're tiny little things?
1: They're just regular size. I mean, they're just regular in size. They're not, like, big for the most part. But they're, they're fiery red ones, and, you know, when they bite you,
0: it stings. It hurts. Oh, that's brutal. Yuck. How do you get rid of them? Like, you just spray and you put down powder? What do you do? do you well, there them? is a
1: powder that you can use. Um, uh, what we do is we, with something we learned from our uh, exterminator. We have a pole, little, like, small pole, and I dig a hole, use that to, like, make a hole in their nest and dump it in there. Ooh. And then cover it back up. I wear gloves,
0: actually. Gotcha. Yeah. Because,
1: because a lot of people just dump it on top, but it smells and it's poisonous. You don't want, like, you know, other animals
0: getting You don't there. want the other animals. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah.
1: But if you put it in there then you have a better chance because it gets in the nest now they have to go through it to fix the nest because the whole mm. goal is to get the queen right but they make like you can see like if you don't they're quick like they'll be you won't see them like you won't notice like for a day or two and also like there's like not just an anthill looks like like an ant condo you know condo development (laughs) it's all spread out parts are higher than others like they do some major
0: construction they're industrious little things. Like doozers. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Evil doozers. Yeah. Boom, boom,
1: boom. But we that's not been working as well as we like because it's still they still keep popping up. So we have some fertilizer type stuff uh I don't know fertilizer, but long care stuff that you put on the grass and water in, so we put that down the other day too. Wow.
0: Well, because that has some
1: stuff that deals with them as well. Hope oh. hoping that'll help.
0: Good luck. That sounds awful. Yeah, not fun. No, it does not sound fun. Not at all. Wow, look at that! We totally jumped over your intro. How did I didn't think about it? We, I introed. We mentioned Paul was way, and then, oh boy, look at that! Yeah, totally right sidetracked. Like <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome, yes.
1: Al. <laughs> and also, so I was looking up real quick, I was double checking for the well, I was checking for the colorists. So just so people know, the same um, month that this issue came out, there also was a Rebels trade,
0: smaller, oh, Strange right
1: Companions. It reprinted issues seven and nine and the first
0: annual. Really? Yeah. Seven and nine, but not seven eight. Seven and no, so seven, seven through nine. to nine. Okay, 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 But still, okay, okay. issues. Yeah. That's I mean, one's cool. an
1: annual, but still, that's only four.
0: Yeah. Well, seven, eight, nine, and then the annual's like two issues, sort of, so. There we go. Very yeah, cool. Is. Yeah. This is kind yeah, of the era we're... when everything got traded. Yeah. I think.
1: Well, because it's weird, because Legion really didn't get any trades. Yeah, you know, there's that's really true. no collections of Legion
0: out there no no there is not
1: nor was there the first rebel series but this one does have some a couple of collections i don't think they cover the whole run but i know there's also a, a sons of brainiac trade i saw so
0: yeah that would make yeah that would make sense yeah interesting interesting i would expect they're probably no longer in print but you no know. very cool very very cool all right, folks, Well, on that note, we will bid you all a fond adieu, A-D-I-E-U, if I've got my French right, uh, fond we'll adieu, <laughs> yeah,
1: T-A-S-A-M-U-C-I-Z-O-N-S-A-U-U-K-U,
0: U-K-U indeed. That was for all our British listeners. UKU (sniffs) Pip Pip Cheerio. (laughs) Yes, British, that's it.